Hi everyone, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2019, the year of the Blade Runners. I just wanted to take this opportunity to say Happy New Year and to wish you all the best of luck. All right, goodbye. <laughs> no, that's not the whole thing, you dummy. <laughs> Look at your iPod, there's a lot more left on this podcast. Okay, well, I am here to wish you a Happy New Year, but I'm also here to present to you a special presentation of the Sparkle and Joe Chamberlain Podcast Network. And this one, I have to say, is near and dear to my heart because it involves my daddy, Theodore Chamberlain. You might know who he is because he was very famous about 80 years ago. He was a radio star, and he was in some movies, and then television came, and my daddy, in all of his... Uh, not wisdom decided that television was just a lark it was never going to replace radio and he refused to get involved in television and then he faded from the limelight and moved back to Wisconsin and that's how I wound up here after spending the early years of my life out in California in Hollywood so anyway this is an episode of his radio show that was on and New Year's Eve of 1945. This recording was actually taken from WLQL Radio in 1999 when it was rebroadcast as a special presentation. So, but without further ado, I would like to present to you the Theodore Chamberlain Show starring my dad, Theodore Chamberlain, from December 31st, 1945, as rebroadcast on December 31st of 1999. Hello, this is Ichabod Miller, host of Time Stand Still here on WLQL Radio. And tonight, as we step from one millennium into another, I have been asked to curate a special night of programming here on WLQL. I have chosen to use this opportunity to look back on the last century of the medium of radio, but I did not want to just replay the same historical recordings that we've all heard over and over again. So instead, I decided to try to give the audience a more general, rounded idea of what radio was like in our everyday lives. Ever since I was a small child, I have been a fan of classic radio comedy from the past. My grandfather introduced me to these classic shows. And so when I was asked to curate WLQL's programming lineup tonight for this once-in-a-lifetime millennial New Year's Eve celebration, the first program I decided upon was this classic New Year's Eve episode of the Theodore Chamberlain Show from 1945. But of course, 1945 was a very different time from ours. Not only had World War II just concluded earlier in the year, but culturally our nation still had a lot of growing up to do, so to say. And so this program has been slightly edited from its original broadcast to remove some material that was seen as acceptable at the time, but would now be considered by most to be racially insensitive. But even so, I think the show is still a joy to listen to. And with that, I present to you the Theodore Chamberlain Show, originally broadcast on New Year's Eve of 1945. <laughs> The Westerton Cigarette Show, starring Theodore Chamberlain, Mitch Cartwell, Susie Bendrill, Archibald Harris, and yours truly, Bill Dunstan. Coming to you from the Bisco Ballroom in Hollywood, California. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight is New Year's Eve, and on this day we celebrate and look back on the outgoing times of yesteryear. 
and look forward to the brighter tomorrow of the next year. But I'm afraid we're going to have to wait a little bit longer for that brighter tomorrow, because to the stage now, I'm bringing you the star of the show, Theodore Chamberlain! Thanks a lot, Bill. <laughs> hey, that reminds me. You might have to wait a little longer for your paycheck this week, too. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, as we join Theo this week, he is preparing for his big New Year's Eve party and expecting the arrival of his great-aunt Violet, who is visiting all the way from their ancestral home of Cornwall. <laughs> Oh, would you look at the time? Aunt Violet's train should be arriving any minute now. I sure hope Archibald doesn't have any trouble getting her here in time. I'd hate for her to miss the party tonight. Who could that be? <laughs> yes, hello. Uh huh. Yes. 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 No. Goodbye. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I, I guess I'll have some lunch while I wait. Oh, who could that be? Hey, Theo, how you doing there, oh, buddy? Oh, hi, Mitch. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm just waiting for Archibald to get back with my great Aunt Violet. Your Aunt Violet? Oh, yeah, she's visiting all the way from Cornwall. At Cornwall? Well, when did Archibald leave? Oh, around 11. What? You're going to be waiting here all week, Pally. He probably ain't even to the airport yet, let alone all the way to Cornwall and back. <laughs> no, you sap. She's already been here in the States for three weeks visiting my family back in Wisconsin. Oh. She's just getting here today on the train to spend a few days with me before she heads off on a boat to Hong Kong to visit her son, my Uncle Bucky. Archibald is just going down to the station to pick her up. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes more sense. So, what do you got planned while she's here? Hey, are you going to take her to the top pit? Can I come? <laughs> oh, you and those tar pits. <laughs> I don't know why you're so fascinated by that stinky place, Mitch. Uh, I just think they're neat is all. Besides, I figured if your aunt is away from Cornwall for so long, maybe she'd get homesick. What? What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> are you... Are you... Are you telling me you actually think those stinky tar pits would make her feel more like she was back in Cornwall? <laughs> Couldn't hurt. Yes, yeah, so says the guy from New Jersey. It's a Theo. Yeah, yeah, Mitch, yeah. Uh, exactly how many ears does that Cornwall have? Why, whatever do you mean, Mitch? Well, I mean, uh, how many years of corn did it take to build the corn wall? Was it a lot? It's not an actual wall made of corn, you dunderhead. It's just a name. A name? Yeah, like Chicago, or Massachusetts, or Slick Poo, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay, buddy. Oh, who could that be? 
just Kevin from next door. What do you want, Kevin? Well, my mama just wanted me to remind you that your duvet is hanging from my washcloth. Oh, really? I've been looking for that duvet everywhere. I thought that Archibald had lost it. I really let him have it yesterday for that. So, Kevin, how did my duvet get on your mama's wash line? Well, she was through the laundry and she hung it up there to dry. Yeah, but how did it get mixed in with your family's laundry? Well, after I took it off of my bed, I threw it in the laundry chute. Yeah, but how did it get on your bed? Well, I put it there. Well, how exactly did you get it? Well, I took it off of your bed. Well, when did you take it off of my bed? Well, let's see, uh, Tuesday. Why were you in my house on Tuesday? I was at the studio that entire day. Uh, I was playing in the yard, and I heard a noise over here, so I came to check it out. Oh, yeah? What did you find? I already told you. You're too vague. <laughs> well, I'll see you later, Mr. Theo. That kid thinks he lives here or something. Hey, hey, Theo! Oh, yeah, Mitch, how you doing? I, I forgot you were still here. No, no, I didn't read yet. <laughs> I didn't really get to that part of the script yet. Well, what do you want, Mitch? So, I, you said your aunt was visiting your family back in Wisconsin? Uh, yes, I did. But she comes from Cornwall? Yes, sir. Well, where is Cornwall? They're in Michigan? No, Mitch, it's not Michigan. It's not even in the USA. It's in England. England? Yeah, sure, you gotta know where that is, what with the war and all. Uh, uh, yeah, sure. Ain't that where they grow all those limes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mitch, that's where they grow all the limes. <laughs> what? Well, anyway, see, I was, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah, what were you wondering, Mitch? Uh, I was just wondering, if your great-aunt Violet comes from Cornwall, then don't that mean you come from Cornwall, too? Well, no, not exactly. I mean, I was born in Jefferson, Wisconsin. But yeah, my family does come from Cornwall originally. My great-great-grandfather came over here a long time ago and settled in Wisconsin. Well, why did he leave Cornwall? It's <laughs> always such a nice place. What? <laughs> Well, my, my great-great-grandfather left Cornwall. Well, let's just say he had a little disagreement with the King of England. <laughs> well, what kind of disagreement? Well, let's just say that the King of England didn't really like what my great-grandfather did with his favorite horse. <laughs> Well, what did he do with the king's horse? He took it home with him. <laughs> wow! Your great-great-grandfather was a horse thief? And he stole the king of England's horse to boot? <laughs> yeah, we, we don't like to talk about it. So, so why did he choose to settle in Wisconsin? Uh, we don't really like to talk about that either. 
David, what's with this sudden fascination with my family history? I don't know. I guess I'm just curious. I ain't never met no one who comes from the other side of the Cornwall before. Oh, jeez, Mitch. Oh, we've already been over this. It's not actually a wall. It's just the name of the place. Oh, yeah, that's right. Now, who is that? Oh, Archibald. There you are, finally. Wait a minute. Where's my Aunt Violet? Well, Miss... She refused to get in the car with you? Yeah. She called you that? Well, Ultraball, you march right back up to that car, and you drive right back down there to that station, and you tell that old bat that she can either get in the car with my butler, or she can spend the rest of her vacation sleeping on a bench down there at the train station. <laughs> Just try to get her to come willingly, and then if she won't, maybe you can do that. And make it quick. Everyone will be arriving for the party tonight at 7, and we got a lot of work to do to get ready before then. Okay! Wow, I sure can't believe that old battle axe is being prejudiced against my butler and good friend just because he comes from Paraguay. <laughs> Well, Phil, you know, I guess I'll just get out of your hair. Well, whatever hair you got left, anyway. <laughs> okay, all right, Mitch. Well, I guess I'll see you tonight for the big old countdown. Oh, man. you bet. The missus and I wouldn't miss it for the world. gentlemen, Bill Dunstan here. It has become widely agreed upon by some of the most renowned doctors in this nation that choosing the correct type of cigarettes to smoke is paramount to your health and well-being. And to promote a strong and healthy set of lungs, those doctors recommend Westerton cigarettes. 
Made from fine, full-flavored American tobacco. Fully packed, round and firm. Westerton cigarettes means quality you can be proud of. A man smokes, but a real man smokes Westertons. And start your day right with new Westerton AMs, the breakfast cigarette scientifically formulated to get your morning off to the best possible start. Westerton means quality and health. <coughs> quality and health. <laughs> Now, as we rejoin Theo, he is still waiting for Archibald to return with his aunt, while also busying himself with preparations for his big New Year's celebration tonight. The clock is ticking, though. The first of his guests will be arriving in just a couple of hours. I just can't believe Archibald has left me in the lurch like this on such an important night. He knows how much I wanted to impress Spencer Tracy. <laughs> Who could that be? <laughs> Hello, who's there? Delivery from Martinson's Grocery. Oh, good. I've been waiting for that delivery. But why didn't you go to the back door by the kitchen like normal? Or try to pull the truck up the driveway, but your car's in the way. My car? My car's not supposed to be in the driveway. Archibald went to pick up my Aunt Violet. He left three hours ago. Hey, buddy, I don't know nothing about that, but all I know is there's a big car in your driveway. <laughs> what? Archibald... What are you doing washing the car? <laughs> you were supposed to pick up Aunt Violet. <laughs> That's taking you three hours to wash it? <laughs> and it took you three hours to get a haircut? What, what else did she make you do? Yeah? 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 What? Oh, jeez. Archibald, I'm sorry. She's just making up more excuses to not have to drive in the car with you. You drive right down there and you tell her that this is her last shot and I don't care if the tires have to be rotated or your cufflinks don't match. If she doesn't get in that car, she's sleeping on a bench. Boy, that lady's driving me up a wall. Hey, hey, buddy, you want these groceries or not? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Now, but now that he's moving the car, do you think he can pull around back? Oh, sure, you know, I don't got any other deliveries to make today. I mean, there's nobody else to have any car. What a nice man. <laughs> well, I better hurry up and get back there so I can help him carry those groceries in. Okay, uh, you could just put that basket over here and put that box over there on the counter over there and uh, the milk goes in the ice box and... Oh, here, let me grab this bag of candy. Oh, wow, that small bag of candy. My back's really thanking you for all the help, buddy. Oh, you're welcome. It's no problem. <laughs> this, this is a special bag of candy that I, I bought for my aunt. She's coming all the way from Cornwall. Yeah, yeah, that's fascinating, buddy. Can you move out of the way? I gotta get all this in here. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get out of your way.
Oh, no! My punch bowl! Oh, why'd you do that for, buddy? Well, I didn't do it on purpose, of course. Oh, gosh. Now, what am I gonna do for my punch tonight? Oh, you got like five more punch bowls sitting on that shelf right over there. <laughs> Those aren't New Year's punch bowls, you nincompoop. <laughs> oh, what's the difference? What's the difference? That one's a Christmas punch bowl. That one is a graduation punch bowl. That one is a birthday punch bowl. That one was a wedding punch bowl. That one... I don't remember what this one was. Well, I don't see no difference between them. Of course not. And that's why you are a grocery delivery man, while I am a gentleman of classy, upstanding culture. Are you Mr. Big Shot? What do you do for a living? Well, sir, I host a nationally broadcast weekly comedy radio show, and on the weekends, I host a variety show at the Carlisle Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. Carlisle Theater? Hey, ain't that that burlesque show down in Little Armenia? <laughs> um, yes. Bobby's still working down there? Bobby? Yeah, Bobby's still there. Oh, he's a good guy, good guy. All right, we're, uh, that'll be 478 for the grocers. Okay, well, here you go, sir, and this is for you. Happy New Year. Oh, wow, thanks. Maybe I'll buy my kid a new marble. Okay, okay you do that, sir. Goodbye. Oh, I sure am in a pickle now. I mean, I can't have my special New Year's Eve party without some special New Year's Eve punch served in a special New Year's Eve punch bowl. Oh, well, I guess I just have one option. I'll just have to go across the street to the Dimblewoods and see if they have an extra punch bowl they could lend me. Well, here I am over at the Dimblewoods. I sure hope they are home. What do you want, Sam? Oh, hi, Marcus. I was just wondering, do you and the missus have an extra punch bowl that you might lend me for tonight? <laughs> well, that certainly was rude. Well, I guess you know what they say, third time's a charm. I said scram, now get out of here, or I'll stick Mitzi on you. Mitzi? Why, that cute little puppy wouldn't hurt a fly. Oh, yeah? Mitzi, check up. Oh, hi there, little Mitzi. Whoa, whoa, that ain't Mitzi. Wow. Oh. Oh, that's right. That cute little poodle down the street is named Mimsy. Mitzi across the street is a terrifying Doberman pincer. Oh. oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to try to figure out how to get a punch bowl some other way. Who could that be?
boy, I sure would like to pick up that phone, but, I, but I'm having a little trouble. Oh, there I did it. Guess it took a little while for my hand to get over there. Oh, hello, Chamberlain residence. Who may I say is calling? Hey, Dio! Hey, it's Mitch! Hey, hey, Mitch! Uh, what are you calling about? I just thought I should let you know that the missus and I was just downtown and we saw Archibald get it arrested. What? Archibald got arrested? <laughs> what happened? Well, we didn't really see the whole thing. We just saw him being put in the back of a police car. Some wrinkled up old white lady was with him. Wrinkled up old white lady? Oh, <gasps> and finally. Oh no! Did they arrest Aunt Violet too? Nah, she was just there being all bossy, telling the cops what to do. Oh no! Oh no, this is terrible! Well, I guess I'm gonna have to go down to the police station and get Archibald out of jail. Hey Mitch, you think you could do me a big favor? Ah, uh, sure buddy, what is it? Well, I'm gonna have to walk down to the police station to get Archibald out, huh? but I still gotta get ready for this party. You think while I'm gone, you can come over and help set up some of this food and stuff? Hey, sure, no problem. Oh, jeez, Mitch, you're a lifesaver. Thanks so much. The food should be pretty self-explanatory, but just so you know, I'm having a little trouble with my special New Year's Eve punch bowl. <laughs> in that I broke it. <laughs> so I think I'm going to have to use one of my other punch bowls instead. I just used the Christmas one last week, so that's no good. And I just don't think it would be appropriate to use a birthday, wedding, or graduation punch bowl. <laughs> Not for New Year's, at least. I do have another punch bowl sitting there on the shelf, but I just can't remember what it's for. Wait, is it the first one on the right? Yeah, that's the one. Or ain't that your picnic punch bowl? That is my picnic punch bowl. <laughs> Wait a minute, a picnic punch bowl for New Year's? That just might work. Thanks, buddy. So can you get that one out and set it up? Yeah, no problem. Archibald has his special punch bubbling away in the broom closet, but he told me not to go near it until 6.30 because otherwise it might curdle. <laughs> but if I'm not back by then, would you fill the punch bowl and then stick around in case people start showing up early? Yes, sir. You can count on me, Theo. All right, thanks. I got to get going so I can get down to the police station, but I'll see you tonight. Oh, Archibald, what kind of trouble did Aunt Violet get you into now? Well, Archibald, I hope you're happy with yourself. Now you've been charged with manhandling a white lady. It cost me a whole $50 to get you out of jail tonight, and you gotta go before the judge next week. I guess that's the year point. I suppose we're gonna have to call my lawyer. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a good lawyer. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he lost that one, but you can't win them all. Call your lawyer instead. <laughs> oh no, we're so late. Look at how many people are already here. 
And look at me, I'm so filthy. And my trousers are torn from climbing over that fence. Yeah, I know that shortcut was my idea, and I just wanted to try to get back here as fast as possible. And I forgot to bring along money for a cab. <laughs> oh, well, I guess we should just get it over with and go inside. Hey, Theo, you made it, finally. Oh, wow, Mitch, you did a terrific job. This looks excellent. Oh, thanks, buddy. And oh, there's the punch. The punch bowl looks, I think it looks fine, right? Yeah, yeah, no one noticed at all. About. A couple of people got a little queasy from the fumes, but otherwise your punch has been a big hit. Well, that's good. Well, it looks like everything has turned out for the best. You know. Oh, Aunt Violet, you made it. This is shameful. Explain yourself this instant. What? What? What is it? What's wrong? Why are you using a picnic punch bowl for a New Year's party? <laughs> I just wanted to take this opportunity to wish everyone the very happiest of New Year's. 1945 marks the end of a dark era for the world, and 1946 is upon us now, and I know we are all glad to have a bright future to look forward to once again. Especially all our brave boys overseas who are finally seeing the end of that long tunnel and are returning home from all their hard work. Thank you to all of them and to every one of you out there for being with us here tonight. Good night and Happy New Year. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Westerton Cigarette Show, starring Theodore Chamberlain with Mitch Cartwell, Dutch School Gal, Joe Dance, Archibald Harris, and special guest Susie Bundrell. This is Bill Dunstan reminding you that a man smokes, but a real man smokes Westertons. Thank you, and good night. Well, everyone, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Listening to my daddy having such a good time on stage with all his friends. And, you know, I was originally going to go off on a little tirade about PC and culture destroying America and whatnot because of them having to censor out all that stuff on the show. But, you know, I, I listened to my dad's old 78 of it last night. And, um, yeah, that was pretty bad. That was probably a good idea to bleep that out. Um, you know, I love my Uncle Archie, and he's my godfather, and he was there with me when I was growing up my whole life, and, but, you know, that, that's not how he talked in real life. He kind of, he was putting on a, a voice and stuff, and he's, yeah, it was pretty racist. What was wrong with people back then? So, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go on a tirade about that. But, you know, there is one thing that I do want to go on a tirade about that I was reminded of listening to this. And that was all those dumb people back in 1999 going on and on and on about the end of the millennium when it was not the end of the millennium. The end of the millennium was in 2000, dummies. Oh, 
I mean, if, if, if somebody was going to give you $2,000 and they, and they said, okay, here's one, two, three, and they all went all the way up to, to 1999 and went, here's 1999 there's your $2,000, you go, wait a minute, I'm supposed to have one more dollar. That the two thousandth dollar is included in that two thousand dollars. Now, and that's what years are like. Two thousand that was part of the, that two thousand years, not the not the new part of the next one. And I, and I just want to state for the record that this is not just because I had all that money invested in those all those decorations and stuff for the two thousand New Year's Eve on two thousand. For being the real millennial, I thought people would be smart enough to know the difference, but apparently they weren't, and I lost all that money. Oh, oh I was so angry back then, and it's all bubbling up again. But anyway, that aside, I think that 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 show still holds up and is quite good. And I am going to try to dig up any other recordings I can of my daddy. And maybe someday I'll get to release another one. Because I, I got a lot of 78 records of the shows that were recorded. Um, but yeah, I don't know how I could transfer those to my computer. And I also, a lot of them, you can't even understand what they're saying because they're so crackly and distorted. But uh, I'll see what I can do. And maybe we'll have another one sometime. But anyway, I guess that'll do it for now. So I hope you enjoyed that. And thanks for joining me for this special presentation of the Spark on Joe Chamberlain Podcast Network. I'll be back real soon with more episodes of stuff and of Category Unknown and other things. So I'll see you then. Goodbye. Happy New Year.